Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life. We are convinced that the Bible is God's holy word, perfect and without error. Its perfection delivers what is good and beneficial for those who hear it and heed it. It is perfect for it leads us to the perfect one, the Lord Jesus. He is the bread of life. Let us seek him together through God's word. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. Hebrews 12, 5-10 tells us that God claims the one who has come to Christ for salvation as a son or a daughter. And as his children, God disciplines us so that he may raise us up into maturity. He disciplines us to prevent us from continuing in sin, to perfect in us his own character, and to position us to give him more glory. And this work of divine discipline is a sign of our sonship. It is not unlike when as children our parents stood at the door of our bedrooms to instruct, comfort, or correct us. But now, God takes first position in raising us up as his children. He's raising you up as his son or his daughter. So when suffering under the strain of his disciplines and in hardships, we should learn to ask three things. First, ask of God these three things. God, show me where sin is taking hold of me and turn me from it. Second, God, show me where you would take hold of me and make me more like you in this moment and in this event. Third, God, only let my response in all of this be to glorify you. To glorify you. Here's a third thing that we could notice here. And the third thing is this. God disciplines his children. He disciplines us. And his discipline of us reveals that he does see our sins. Listen, his disciplining of us reveals that he does see our sins. But that he doesn't deal with us according to the full measure of our sins. God's discipline of us reveals that he sees our sins, but he doesn't deal with us according, his children, according to the full measure of our sins. So understand something. If you are a true child of God, God will never punish you for your sins. Never. That punishment fell completely and totally upon the Lord Jesus at the cross. He suffered the consequence and the punishment that your sin deserves fully and completely and finished and paid the price. If you are a true child of God, God will never punish you for your sins. God's work on you at the point of your sins is not to punish you. It's to discipline you. It's to raise you up and grow you up away from childish and destructive things. And this work of God is a sign that you are His child. It's a mark that you are of His family. It's a proof that His love is lavished over you. It's an expression of His regard and His interest in your development that He won't let you continue in sin that He's completely paid for and borne the punishment for. Right now, I am positioned in Jesus Christ in heaven. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, Ephesians chapter 2, 6 says that God has raised you up and He's seated you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I am in heaven positioned before the throne of God in Jesus Christ. And in this very moment, as God looks at me in this position that I have in heaven, God looks at me presented, completely dressed, in the absolute 
perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. He sees no sin upon me. It's all been paid for. All of the justice that it deserves was received by Christ in my place. And in the place of him receiving all of my punishment, Christ extends and covers me with all of his righteousness. And so now in heaven, right now, if you're a born again child of God, standing in the state of saving grace, God sees you, God sees you utterly, perfectly, completely, perfectly, wonderfully, right and righteous before him. God sees me there complete and without any sin. But God, our Father, also sees me as and sees you as sons and daughters who are not only seated in Jesus Christ before the throne in heaven, but who are on earth living with the mission to give Him glory. And here on earth, He sees our sins and our struggles and our failure to glorify Him as we could and as we should and as we ought. So here on earth, God works to take us away from our sins and to take us away from living in our own fleshly powers and not living fully for His glory and His honor and not living fully in His glorious presence. So even here, He is not dealing with us according to the measure of our sins. This is discipline, not punishment. I think that ought to encourage you. That'll tell you the full measure of the grace that God has given to you. That it's discipline and not punishment. And let me just say this as our last point. God doesn't discipline everyone. God doesn't discipline everyone. There are many, and this is what seems to be the case here, who illegitimately claim to be the sons of God, who claim that Christ is their Savior, and they go through life and... They suffer the law of consequences. They suffer from the wrong actions that they do, and they suffer from the wrong actions that other people do around them. And yes, they live in a sinful, fallen world where they suffer, like all others, the collateral damage that comes upon them because of living in a sinful world. But that's as far as it goes for them. They do not feel the hand of God upon them, taking their sin under account. They do not have God at work protecting them with his shouts and corrections as a father who rushes to snatch a son up as he's about ready to fall into the flames that he's playing around. They don't have God pressing in on them his own attributes and molding into them his character through his discipline so that they might be more and more like his son Jesus Christ. They go along down the same bumpy road that we go down, but actually They're far less disturbed and distressed by it because the hand of God is not heavily upon them. They may even think, because they're Christians, that they have a charmed life because nothing gets them down and that their charmed life is a sign that they're really quite okay with God. And they don't know that instead that it's a sign that they're not legitimate sons of God. They don't know that they are free of the disciplining force of God upon their lives because all that is waiting for them is punishment, not discipline. You see, the true child of God is born of grace. And the true child of God is born along or carried along by it. He's carried along by grace so that he can become more and more like the Lord Jesus. And that grace comes to us often as discipline. And if you're not born of grace, you cannot be born along by it. You won't experience this perfecting discipline 
And you won't therefore become more and more like the Savior. It's a dangerous thing, actually, to be raised up in a long sequence of a family that has a tradition of being believers and worshiping the church and you can become a second generation Christian and a third generation Christian and a fourth generation Christian and just let me tell you in God's family there's only first generation Christians you can have children that seem to fail to give an expression that their life is being carried along by grace it's not working in them these principles that we teach and we teach in the church it seems to be not working failing them and producing in them righteousness and it's because really they're not under the disciplining hand of God because although they've been before us and they've heard all these truths they're not in a state of grace and as a result they're not being brought along by grace and the very rules and measures of being brought along by grace don't apply to them even though they know all the language doesn't issue forth in their life in the disciplining hand of God. What we need to pray for every generation and all of our children and those that come behind us is that God would break into them and break in upon them as He broke in upon us. Revealing us our sin and our fallenness where we cried out and pled for Him to transform us and change us and make us what we could not be apart from ourselves. My father, when he grew up, there was no mistake that he didn't grow up in a Christian home. There is no mistake that the lineage of his life was not a Christian lineage. When God spoke to him and God confronted him with his sin, he knew it was true and he knew that he wasn't standing in the saving grace of God. It was a little more difficult for me because I grew up in a Christian home. I was raised with all the right language around me and all the right influences and all the right instruction. Instruction that they gave me out of the gracious work of God in their own lives. But I discovered something. It didn't fully apply to me. It didn't completely work for me. Until God did for me what God did for my parents. Threw me on my face before Him, revealing to me my utter sinfulness. Revealing to me that I was just as much a wretch and just as lost as my father had been in his unbelieving house as I was in my father's believing house. And then I became His child. And then the disciplines of grace became operative in my life. And God wasn't punishing me, God was disciplining me. There are no second-generation Christians. It ought to be the thing that we pray over each successive generation as we raise up children in believing houses. Here's the test then. Am I under discipline? Do I feel the hand of God on me to protect and prevent me from sin and to perfect me in His likeness? Do I see that He is designing to position me to give Him glory in the world by my brokenness for my sins and by my finding in Him all of the life that I need at every moment in all times? Or am I just riding the wave of good and bad times and getting along like everyone else and making whatever headway I seem to be making but making no headway and being more and more like the Lord Jesus? If that's the case... It may be that you're not being carried along by grace because you're not standing in saving grace. You could ask God to reveal that to you. If it's the other, how happy we should be. What comfort and what encouragement. What a wonderful recollection then to see God backlit in the hallways of our life coming to comfort or correct us.
in his disciplines. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we pray for others, as we are burdened by those around us, as we seek to be used by you, as we're confronted with disappointments, where our expectations are not met, as you place thorns in our flesh, revealing to us the weakness of our own wills and the weakness of our own powers physically, whatever it is, at every moment, at every corner, at every day, you are in control. You are in control. May we, your children who have been born in the saving grace of God, see in all of it you graciously carrying us along and give you praise and thanksgiving and yield ourselves to that. Yield ourselves to that, knowing that you're not doing it on a whim. You're not doing it in order to make yourself look good. You're not doing it to make life comfortable for you. You're doing it that you might make us more and more holy, that we might enjoy more and more of you. We'll give you praise and we'll give you glory for that. For others, dear God, make it known they do not have to face punishment. There is something far better waiting for your children. And we give glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Here is a prayer for your sons and daughters that they may be rescued from a cultural Christianity and even from a correctly confessing one that is without a revelation of their sin and without a revelation of their Savior into the depths of their hearts. Thanks for listening to the Bread of Life radio ministry. To learn more about our ministry, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.